0: Welcome to the Back Box Pinball Podcast, a podcast for lady pinballers and their friends. Each week, we will sit down with a guest and chat about news and events related to women in the sport and hobby of pinball. Now here's your host, Lauren Gray.
1: Welcome to the Happy Hour ladies. Woo! Thank you. Thank you so much. Did you just Here. pop a cork over there? <laughs> I did. I totally did. I was trying I was waiting because <laughs> I was like I'm going to I'm trying to start each one of the shows with some type of sound effect because um I don't have a sound effect library so I actually have to do the sound effects myself. So um but welcome to the Backbox Pinball Podcast Happy Hour and I am joined by the Boston Bells. Yay! Hey. 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 Welcome. <laughs> welcome to the show. Erin, uh, Sidon, Allison Flintoff, and Sharon Havenstraight. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Listeners, these women have a whole lot of patience because we had to, like, configure this a couple of different times because, you know, the internet. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but, uh, we, we persevered and we're here. Um, so excited to have you guys on the show. Um, you, listeners, you've kind of gotten the premise. We're bringing on ladies so we can talk pinball and hang out since we're all stuck at home. And I don't I've never met any of you guys in person. And I know that Aaron and Allison and Sharon, I've kind of talked to you guys via like a Bell's chat group. But, you know, we've never actually met met. But um, but I'm so excited to have you guys on the show. And I really appreciate it. And I hope you guys have a good time. Um, Something we'll bring back from the show since you've never been on before. um, And we'll start with you, Erin. Give me your pinball origin story, where you started with pinball and where you're at today.
0: Um, So I started with my aunt had a pinball game, Wildlife, the two-player Gottlieb at her house. Uh, when I was growing up and that game is actually now in my basement (laughs) Uh, her her kids finally were like she was like hey my kids are never going to take this do you want it and I was like yes I do (laughs) (laughs) so between that and just always loving them in arcades that's where I found them Um, and then um, about two years after we bought our house I was like, all right, we were collecting video games. And then I was like, all right, I finally want to get a pinball. And we we bought a Doctor Who pinball from Monkeys Arcade, which is a terrible idea. They are not a good place to buy a pinball machine, but somehow it all worked out. (laughs) And that kind of got me into the New England community because I had to uh, find people who could fix the broken machine I just bought on the internet site unseen.
1: (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, uh, awesome uh, for meeting new friends, but oh no, you bought a portable <laughs> <of them. laughs> machine. It it all got fixed. It still works
0: now, although the DMD to this day is still held up with toothpicks and I'm like, "You know what? I'm not touching it till it's a problem." <laughs>
1: <laughs> awesome. Awesome. All right, Allison, uh could you tell us your story? Yeah.
2: Certainly. Um, I am fairly new to pinball. I've only been playing for a few years now, um, but I started um, when I had gone out to visit my best friend who lives out in Seattle and she's very active in the Seattle community. Um, so I, I started playing uh, literally while on vacation and I just I brought it home with me and kept playing here and mm-hmm. uh, would basically, you know, try to search out places where I could just play for a couple hours and um, tried to build up my skill set before I got out there and started um, playing any sort of competition so my first ever uh, competitive pinball was the first ever Boston Bells which was in March of uh, 2018 Yay. and uh, yeah, yeah, so I've, I've been playing with my, my fellow Bells for, for just as long as we've been established and, uh, started in the New England League a couple months after I started playing with the ladies and, uh, now I'm just missing it so much. It's, it's basically been a month mm. without pinball for me right now and I'm not fortunate enough to own my own machine yet. Uh, But uh, kind of regretting not having one before this pandemic started, because it would certainly be uh, a a wonderful source of of joy during these times. But I have to settle for the video games. So I play a lot of pinball arcade now.
1: Hey, you're 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 still mastering your skills. Pinball arcade. You know, people give that a lot of static because it's, you know, on a phone or, you know, a video, you know, digital, but it's great. And I've said this before on the show for learning rule sets. It's great for, for yes. learning mm-hmm. about the, the machines themselves. And, um, no, it's great. Like I, it, right before pinball arcade got like broken off and they took off all the William Bally tables, I went and bought like th- there was a charge on my uh, T-Mobile bill that's like $40 to pinball arcade. Yes, good job. <laughs> that was a, that was an interesting my conversation one. with my husband. He was like, What's, he, he's not like mad. He's just more of like, what did you buy? Because I'm not one to like do gaming on my phone. I'm like, don't ask me any questions. Don't ask.
2: Yeah, we my Steam accounts saw we, several.
3: We download those as well, too, for us um, before we lost those games, because those were some of the best that they had to offer.
1: They did. I mean, not to say that the Data East and the other games they have aren't great, but the bulk of what they had were Williams Valley stuff. So I'm like, I'm going to download everything I can. Um, so I've got a bunch of those games now. So that, that that's nice. But uh, but Sharon, let's hear your story. How did you get involved in pinball and where are you at today? Sure. So I think my
3: um I wouldn't call uh, the beginnings of um, my pinball origins as competitive. It was a Sunday afternoon thing to do in a cafe. Um, I lived in Kansas City, Missouri for a number of years before moving back east to Massachusetts, where I'm from. Um, and during that era of the late 90s, there were uh, three or four coffee houses in the area that would rent um usually just a game. And so uh, my friends and I would tour the cafes and play whatever they had available. Um, And that was, you know, right around the time when medieval madness came out, attack from Mars came out. Um, We played champion pub a little bit at the time. And um, there was really, that was the thing I looked forward to. Um, And when I moved back east, I really didn't know where any pinball lived until my husband found the pinball map online. And we found a spot in Cambridge, Mass, just uh, north of Boston, um, called Lanes and Games. That was a bowling alley, but they had an arcade. And they had um, a lineup that included Mustang. Um, They announced that Mustang was coming. And I said, I want to play Mustang pinball. (laughs) So we went um and we spied a New England Pinball League poster and we said well you know the first week's free why don't we give it a try we'll just go for a week and see if we like it um so we did and we have been hooked ever since it's been now 6 years since we joined um New England Pinball League and um I have too been playing with the bells since we started uh now more than 2 years ago um and love it and I'm willing to travel for it should this epidemic come to an end. Um and allow us to travel again.
1: Yeah, no, I you hear so much about the New England Pinball League because you guys are it's such a a, a swath of, of area when you think about all of New England. Um, it's it's really amazing that how that, that's come together. But I'd love to hear more about the, the Bells story. So you guys have been together about two years. How did that come to be? So uh, New, England, New England Pinball League has been around a while, but how did Bells come from that?
3: So I think a lot of people kicked around um, having a women's tournament or women's league, whatever you want to, however you want to call it, um, as we've seen chapters arise throughout the country. And um, so the idea was kicking around for a long time before it actually got started. Um, we had uh, someone who joined with us early on named Zeph um, LaCapria, who hosted the first event. And um, since then, she and I and Allison and Erin have been partnering on um events usually about once a month Um, we will host some format of tournament we try to change it up and expose our group to as many different formats as we can conceive of and we try to rotate the location as well so we're all getting exposure to different formats and different games
1: See, that's so great. And that's the thing where whereas our league, we've been together for a year, but we do like a traditional league where we meet for, you know, six, you know, meets. And then after Mm -hmm. that, we have a, a finals. Um but I'm kind of like trying to encourage them to you know go beyond bells and, and actually go into like an open division event. Um but they're always like you know what's split flipper? You know what do you mean by match play? And so like I've been getting some of the ones who are a little more competitive or more a little more interested but I think that's great that you guys do a different type of event, you know, oh. e- each month. I think that's really cool. I think it's Yeah,
0: we kind of uh... Um, spread them around to sort of like New England. Like they're, they're mostly within 30 miles of Boston, but a lot of us live in the suburbs, so we we go to a lot of places, so it's hard to do a league like that because not everybody can get out of the city, so we try to kind of rotate for what works with a big group of people, and it's nice to be able to get to play the cool new games in Boston and then also get to play in people's houses and see some older games and different stuff. Yeah, Yeah,
2: the the flip frenzy that we did at Brian's house with the uh, classic machines, that was one of my favorites.
3: That was so fun. That was so much pinball. Yeah, we've been dying (laughs) to do a
0: flip frenzy. And I was like, who has games that are short enough to do this? So it it worked (laughs) out nicely.
1: Yeah, you have to have a, enough, like, you know, solid states, some EMs. I mean, it needs to be a mix because if you're on location at, you know, like a kind of a newer arcade, you're going to, oh, God, that's going to take a long time. <laughs> yeah.
0: Let, yeah, let's play Lord of the Rings flip frenzy. <laughs> oh,
1: no. <laughs> I would not wish that on anyone. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So so um, how long have uh, you, so you guys said, said Bells has been around for about two years. How many members, you know, would you say roughly you guys
2: have? Well, I feel oh, like there's can... probably about twenty of us that are are consistent mm. throughout the like a, a rotation of maybe between twelve and twenty. Mm-hmm. Uh, or am I? Are my estimates yeah. off?
3: No, you're you're pretty spot on. It's usually about a dozen that come to each event, but it rotates through who who attends which one. Right. Um, well, there's there's you, Allison, with perfect attendance. And I think you are <laughs> the only person with perfect attendance because I did miss one one time. Erin, I've, I've missed a couple. Yeah, I've missed a couple. Um, yeah. But with scheduling, everybody's lives are so busy that there's there, most people are missing some of them each each month. And they, they just they come when they can. Um, but that like group has definitely, um, expanded to, to other people who may just come and check it out, um, or people who check it out and then just to decide to stay with it, which is really exciting. And we've had a bunch of people do that in recent months.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. We, with ours, it's like a seasonal, we have like winter league, summer league, those sorts of things. And our summer league is always statistically has been bigger over the the four that oh. we've held um i think we get several teachers that that had come in um that we oh. lost when fall started and you know we had some college students as well cuz we we jumped up like even we were like we were at like 35 40
3: wow the
1: yeah i was it was a little like unruly like okay. in the best possible sense but it was just like okay <laughs> we it's everything's going to be fine <laughs> um, but when you uh,
3: do that do you um... Do you meet every week for your season for a period, like six weeks or eight weeks or something? We
1: meet every other Saturday. So we meet Saturday afternoons. So that gives people a time because I know like some people, you know, if they have kids, they've got like little league and soccer and all those things. And also because I asked the the ladies because our open league, which we call the Alamo City Pinball League, um, they meet every Friday for like a series of like six, eight weeks. And I asked them, I'm like, do you want to meet every Saturday? And I got the like, no. And I was like, okay. I'm just, I'm just you know, I, this isn't my league. It's our league. I don't want to be sitting here making all the decisions. <laughs> so they yeah. were very happy with every other Saturday. And we do, um, we drop one game and it's the best of six or right, uh-huh. six games and, you know, we drop one. So, um, so five, yeah. So five overall. Um, but it, it, works. Everybody seems to like it cause I, I keep on trying. I'm like, would you like to do something else ladies? And they're like, no, no, we like this. Mm. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so we're trying to do other events now, like more like your style, like where we'll have like a, a separate, like either social thing or we'll have like a smaller tournament. Um, we're, ter- we're doing like, um, like one tournament each season where, we get bells from like around the area, like Austin bells will come in, and the bells from Houston will come in, and they'll play in like a, a seasonal tournament, like we did like Summer That's Slam, awesome. where we had like a belt. That was like the biggest thing because I was like, we're gonna, well, we had like we had a wrestling belt, and um, yeah, that was that was fun. So, but we're but again, that that introduced everybody to match play because that was part of my thing. I'm like, okay, we're gonna play a match play tournament. What's that, Lauren? I'm like, okay, <laughs> it's, it's gonna be okay, guys. It's gonna be great. Um. But Yeah, yeah no, one way or another, you're you're gonna
3: take turns playing a pinball machine. Yeah, you know.
1: Exactly.
3: It, um, but it is a little bit of an adjustment to get to different formats, like you know, like when do I play? When do we regroup? Like in between um, every game, or do you play a sequence of games and that kind of thing? Like getting in the the rhythm of each format is definitely different. Um,
0: but my worst is always. Um... Submitting the results because I tend to, do, to pick all the weird formats whenever it's at my house, mm-hmm. and then Adam Becker and I have to have 10 emails to actually get it submitted correctly. Oh, that's I'm so that bad. guy. No, oh, no, no.
1: I also, oh, your picture's next to mine. I'm like, I like am convinced that Adam like has a picture of me in his office and it's like on a dartboard because I'm like, I'm yeah. so sorry, Adam. I like every time I'm like, I'm super sorry, and it, it was funny. So, for the longest, like, for the almost Eight months in, I was running it by myself. And then I had the two ladies step up and help me, Christina Cheeseman and Tina Rotman. And Christina is like, kind of realized, Lauren you don't like doing the scores. I'm like, no. And they hate me. I'm sure because I get them wrong every single time. And she's yes, like, would you me, like me to take, me. That, take that over? I'm like, yes, please. I was like, I'll do whatever you want, except that. Um, and cause the last time it was Zoe now, Zoe Raywell. I, she was like, Oh, I'm submitting your scores. I, I don't know if she's helping out with like the women's league stuff, but she sent me an email and I'm like, I'm hanging my head in shame because I know this is wrong. so <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like is there like a PDF form that you could just have like like all well I would exactly like just <laughs> that, have the I things like. I need to fill out for each tournament why is this so hard <laughs> I'll do it. Just show me the math. <laughs> it's like the math, and then they're like they, they ask me a bunch of questions, and then I'm like, hey, but you just get listeners when you when you're filling out an IFPA form. It's a form on their website, but it almost seems a little bit nebulous. Like there's this box that you fill out. Tell us about your tournament. I'm like, I don't. I, 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 here's my description. I whatever I give them, it's always like, well, Lord, we also need this and this. I'm like, I did it wrong again. <laughs> Me, that's so me too. I feel much better now. Oh, so do I. I totally feel better. I'm like, because I'm like thinking like everybody else can get this, but me. I was like, I swear to God, I'm like, I try to read the instructions and I still do it wrong.
3: <laughs> it's so, a lot. It's a lot of instructions on their website, and and learning how to use Match Play is also a lot of instructions, and, um, you know, knowing how what selection you make in the software and how that's going to impact your tournament and. The scoring and the points that it's eligible for. Um, so it's, it's, there's a learning curve I think we're all getting used to.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm very happy Christina took it over, but at the same time, I'm like, I still need to learn how to do this properly. So I'm hoping like she'll get it down and be able to teach me because obviously I did not understand the instructions. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, it's, it, it was, it's been challenging to learn that and then learn, you know, again, like you said, share the match play uh, portion of it as well, because um, the back end of it, um, it, it's there's a lot of instructions for it, but there's a lot of choices. Um, there's a right. lot of things you if you click on the wrong thing, I'm like, I just broke match play, y'all. We're going to have. And then, of course, <laughs> you'll see like three tournaments do uh, winter meet number four. <laughs> <This one's laughs> that <real>. Yeah. <laughs> Uh yeah, so it, it's it's kind of hit or miss sometimes with Match Play, but I love the software. We're really trying with our league. We actually do pen and paper and put it in through the Papa software, and um, huh. yeah, that's the way. So I'm like, we really need to learn how to use Match Play because I would prefer to do that because inevitably I like would fat finger a number or somebody would write the score down like in the wrong place. So if, if somebody would email me like, I did not get third place on sh- the shadow. Like, oh. I was like, okay. So, but I mean, everybody's super nice about it, but they're also like, "Hey, that's not what I got." I was like, "I understand. Let me go look at the paper and see what I did wrong." So, oh. <laughs> but um, but no, it's it's fun. I love like doing all the events. Um, if you haven't figured out between the podcast and the wine, I'm the like the social director. So I'm just mm-hmm. like, let's let's do that part. So I ha- I'm having wine, y'all. As I you guys heard earlier in the episode, uh, what are you guys having uh, at your places? Uh Aaron, I'm, what do you got I'm to
0: uh, f- fancy rum, Papa Pilar. It's very, very good, and I'm sad I don't have that much left.
1: <laughs> oh no! And Allison, I think you told me you you had tea.
2: Yeah, I have a, a wonderful cup of uh, Tazo Awake English Breakfast Tea, which Ooh. is uh, yeah, that's it's pretty much my favorite beverage of all time.
3: That's a good tea. I didn't realize Neither. that that was the tea that you're always told. Oh, yeah. That,
1: that, is, that is the tea.
3: The tea. Nice. <laughs> and, and that's the tea. <laughs>
1: I love it. I love it. Sharon, do you have a beverage with you right now?
3: I Well, I was be- really behaving and I had a glass of ice water, but then my husband, in true support of my efforts here, brought me a screwdriver. So oh, Nice! It- <laughs> it's party time I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah, I am like I don't want to feel listeners um I am not trying to encourage anybody to drink but you know pick out your beverage of choice. Um on the last episode I was drinking cider and and this week I'm drinking um a tempranillo. Um I'm a huge wine person. Um I had to quit my wine club though because I'm the only person that drinks in my household like my uh, we're living with our in-laws right now and they don't drink and my husband doesn't drink. So I'm just sitting here I'm like I'm going to have to go through this bottle of wine over the next you know, oh. day or so cause, or I'm going to have to buy the vacuum sealer because I'm like, Oh, you have one of those vacuum sealers. That's what I do. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have hmm. to get one, although I did see a, a, a tool that it's like a needle where you can put that in and get the wine that way. Um, so I might get that, too. But um, I was like, I'm not wasting this wine. It's like one of my favorite wines in the world. And I was like, I'm not wasting it. I was like, I'm having it the whole day. Um, but Where's uh, that from? I, I've never heard of it uh Tempranillo it's a Spanish type wine the the wine I'm drinking is actually um from a winery called Lost Draw and Lost Draw is based in Fredericksburg Texas which um if you're thinking San Antonio it's about an hour and a half northwestish um uh, kind of in between San Antonio and Austin when you hear people talk about the Texas Hill Country Um, that is the area it resides in. It's beautiful. Um, they really play up their German heritage. So it's got like, you know, um, main plaza and, you know, the main street. And, but the thing that Fredericksburg is known for, um, is their, um, they have more wineries like per square foot than California. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's the wineries in there and you can take the wine bus and do all the things. And I, I learned about this winery and I joined their wine club, but then I had to stop with the wine club because I was like, I can't drink this wine fast enough because I can't, I have to drink it by myself. (laughs) I I just should not be drinking that much wine all the time. Um, I mean, I could, but you know, I I need to go to work and function and do things. (laughs) So, but, um, but yeah, I know the I like um, like um Spanish wines and like a Tempranillo, Grenache um and I'm a huge fan of like Malbecs and things like that and Syrahs and yeah, so I I I would I could have the wine podcast. I'm although if I'm, I'm like not fancy wine person. I'm like ooh, like 2 buck chuck. I was like 2 buck chuck makes me mm-hmm. happy just as happy as the $50 bottle of wine.
3: Good, <laughs> you know, that so, works out then.
1: Yeah, I'm like that, totally fine. I'm not, I'm, I'm not Although it was funny so we moved in with my in-laws to to help them out with um, their health issues but um, I had like I bought a wine rack and I had a wine opener but I lost it at a Bell's party I took it to the Bell's Christmas party and I didn't realize it didn't make it back in my bag so when I was on quarantine I was like oh I want to open a bottle of wine and I'm like oh, where's my wine opener and, and then my, my mother in laws I think we have one I'm not kidding you guys I should take a picture and like put it in the show notes it is like a wine opener from like 1955 I was afraid I was going to need, like, another tetanus shot. I was like, I, <laughs> I am scared of this. Because I, I actually did try to use it, and I'm, like, terrified. I'm like, I'm either going to, like, get lockjaw or, like, cut, like, do something to myself with this. <laughs> maybe, maybe you'll get superpowers. <laughs> this is possible. I was just cracking. I was like, this is, like, the worst wide opener. So I went and bought, like, a, a newer wine opener, but I was just like, Oh no. <laughs> My husband's like, how do you not have a wine opener? I was like, I left it at the party and I didn't realize that it was still at the party. So, but, uh, but yeah, no, it's too funny. Um, sorry. I, sorry, listeners. I had like a whole wine thing there. Sorry. So <laughs> it's the wine segment. It is the wine segment. There you go. We'll have the, like the, it's. It'll be the beverages segment for the the pinball happy hour. So so Perfect. how are you guys doing? Um, I know that um Allison, you said you didn't have a a pinball machine, but uh, Sharon and Aaron, I I assume that both of you do. Um, so what is that looking like for the other bells? I mean. Um, what are you guys doing? I know like we're having, trying to have zoom meetings and things like that. Um, what's the, what's the feel right now for the chapter? Besides lonely and Aww, sad, yeah, um, yeah. Um,
3: I yeah, miss a lot you guys of lonely. so much. I feel like it, you're, a part of my life is just missing. And Aaron had suggested we do a zoom meeting, which I think we should. Um, but it's just, it's not going to be the same as getting together, um, although Erin graciously hosted with her husband Mark um, a pinball stream last week that did help to bring us together in a pinball way. At least we could watch the pinballing. Um, that was a lot of fun. They streamed on their Junkyard, which is rethemed with Wheel- Weird owl songs. Oh, how um, fun is that? It's in a very clever way. It, it is just one of the funnest games to, to watch and listen to. It was actually almost more fun to watch the stream than to play it because you can, like, comment on the songs. And um, we had the most random conversation throughout the whole thing. We mostly talked about cheese. Um, <laughs> oh, <my laughs> eggs and were also involved,
0: females. which I hate.
3: <laughs> and wait, what do you hate?
0: Eggs. Oh, eggs. They were also prominently featured, (laughs) yes. Eggs. And we did, we had a lot of ladies from our chapter join, because my husband streams all the time, but I don't like having my video on the internet, so I don't join him that often, but I did this one and advertised it in our Bells. Uh, group hoping to get to talk to folks which it was nice there were like five or six of the bells that showed up and then a bunch of guys from the New England Pinball League actually joined us but I really would like to do Zoom because it was fun like you guys could see me but I could only see people typing so I'm looking forward to seeing everybody when we set up more of like a video hangout or something like that.
1: Yeah no it was really fun when so I kind of did it on a whim because I'd seen other chapters doing it And we only we had because right now we have about 22 ladies in the chapter and we had like six of us show up. And I mean, it was okay because it was kind of like I did it the day before and and other girls who'd missed it. They were like, oh, well, we'll do it the next time you do it. So now I think it's going to be like a once a week kind of thing. Um, but you know some people can make it some people can't and it was fun though because we i mean we did talk a lot of pinball but it was more of like how are you doing because i think that's the the thing that i love about like at least our bells chapter you know i get to know them you know about their lives like you know hey how you got a new job or hey like um christina you know they're they're trying to buy a house and she just sold her house which i can't even imagine you know having to deal with that <laughs> and, and during all of this going on i'm like you're gonna have to sell your house or move uh-huh. during covid right. I was like oh, God. God. I was like, that's just, yeah. So, but I mean, it's just finding all about all those updates, like, you know, because I feel like just so isolated, you know, here, not knowing what's going on with them. So it was so nice. And then um, our local arcade rented out machines. So a few of us actually rented mm. machines out uh, before we got the shutdown order to not go anywhere. Um, but so that was kind of cool. So we were kind of getting the updates on everybody. You know, hey, my game and this game and all that. So, that, so that's been kind of fun. How yeah, many games a- would you say they rented? Um, I want to say they rented about ten or twelve out. Um, wow. Well, yeah. So the the there's um a few guys that actually own the machines that are, that are in the arcade. Um, a few are owned by the shop themselves, and then there's uh, two other guys that own other machines. So, um, you know, they they had like a you know price list and you know what you could rent. You know, they had new stuff from like. Um, Jurassic Park and Guardians and, you know, Deadpool to the older stuff that they have there. Um, like, I I actually rented a- Adam's Family because right now my BSD oh, nice. is, is broken. So the, oh. the guy I rented it from is, the like, the, the tech. Um, so Mike came, up, came and picked up BSD and I'm very happy to say that he is fixed and he will come back to haunt me uh, very soon. Um, <laughs> but I rented, the Adam's Family belonged to him so he came and dropped it off. And, um, but that's been super fun, uh, but I'm very happy. Like he told me, cause I couldn't, so when, so BSD, I've had it forever. Um, listeners, you know how I feel about my baby. Um, it is my grail and my love. Um, but I, a couple of months back, it started smoking after Lauren tried Whoa. to add some mods, um, to it. And they weren't like mods, like, like they were just, uh, the, there's like a, you can add some gravestones to some of the switches. And then there was, um, If you guys have seen Dracula, um, up close, you'll notice that the actual Dracula coffin looks like Ron Jeremy. So I'm like, that's a (laughs) no-go. So I took Ron Jeremy Dracula out and I put in a mod I got from, um, somebody on Pinside that crafted it like Dracula's coming out of the coffin. It's very spooky looking. I love it. But like, he's like saw me putting on, like, he's like, um, is the mod supposed to look like this? I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I had more plans for it, but I am not a very, like, technical person. I'm trying to be better. But my goal was to, like, solder some things and, like, get it mounted correctly. But right now, kind of, nice. the, the housing's over the old coffin housing. It, essentially, it was a box that fit over it. And my goal was to take the old housing out and kind of mount it to the plate that has the actual wiring on it. I just hadn't gotten to that part yet. Cause then, cause I had the smoke. So the smoke came from, you know, the top of the play field, like where the switch is on the le- top ramp. So I was freaked out. I'm like, it turned it off. I was like, uh, I don't want to set my machine on fire. So he said there was a, a screw had gotten loose somewhere. He's like, did you lose a screw? I was like, no, he's like, okay, a screw came from somewhere and got caught in one of your slings. And he's like, it probably came from somewhere else. That probably caused the smoking or the fire or whatever. He's like, but no damage was done. And the reason your switch doesn't work is because the wire was busted from where you tried to put on the, the gravestones. I was like,
2: I'm
1: sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And so it's like one of those things, like I love being extra and I love mods, but like I don't want to break it. (laughs) So I might like be like a little wary of mods for a while. So, or at least until I get more space to work on it. So. But, um,
3: but I, or like, I mean, how many have like supervised mods, have a mod buddy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love so you can, you know, just bounce your ideas, your mod ideas off of your mod buddy.
1: I love that. My mod buddy. I love, I love it yeah. so much because <laughs> I like, I do want to buy all the things because I want to get the light up flipper buttons and, you know, I saw mm. like some other stuff and then I saw you could like paint the little, you know village i was like oh my god and yeah mm. so i I've, I've spent way so i've spent so much money on that machine but i just, i was on pin side looking at stuff and i got mine for a really great deal at 2,900 it's got issues but um it was 20 and like now i'm seeing them go for over 4,000 which i'm like that is insane
2: the mm. secondhand market is just nuts for pinball right now yeah,
0: sure yeah it's crazy
2: that, that's why I don't have a machine yet uh, I mean, what I'd be looking at would be second hand and i've I've got a very specific budget that I'm trying to work within and i've I've just been waiting for for the stars to align and the right table to come along for the right price and i you know thought I had the time to to figure it out and uh well, yeah, I have a lot of time now, but no, no machine. So
3: it's but, going to happen,
2: Allison. Oh, it, it will. Oh, it will. I, I'm confident. I'm confident in that. Um, so you know, all good things, and, and a little bit of patience, and and I'll get there. Uh, and it'll be so worth it once once I do get there.
3: Allison, think, do you want to share with us any of your thoughts on what game you would, um, be willing to uh, join you in your home?
2: Oh, well, I've, there's dream games, and then there's actual, like, expectation games. Um, so, like, my dream games would be Theater of Magic or Creature yes. from the Black Lagoon. Oh, wow. Um, yes. Yeah, those, those, those are, are my ones. dreams. I, I'm, oh, I'm a sucker for the mid-'90s games, especially mid-'90s Valley games. I love them. Um, but uh, expectations-wise, I'm hoping to maybe find a, a fairly decent World Cup soccer um, that'd be a great one if I could find that around like around 3000 or so, um, which is is reasonable from what I've seen. I just haven't had anything come close enough to me that, that's been, you know, within either driving distance or had reasonable tipping. <laughs> Yeah, no, I
1: think that's hard. It's you know, my so I have the two I have two games right now. I have the BSD and then I have my Cleopatra EM um from God. Oh nice. Yeah, Ooh. so I love it. I paid a little more than maybe I should have, but I paid like nine ninety nine, like nine ninety five, somewhere it's like right under a thousand dollars for it. It works, it's um the cabinet's a little rough. Um, it was uh, it was on Route, and my favorite thing is that it actually has the plate on the front that says New Orleans Amusement Company, like that, like you can see that it was like owned by a, a Route somewhere in, in oh. New Orleans. And um, but it, it it works really well. Like it it need, it needed some love when I shifted up to TPF last year, but overall it works. And I think that you know once you get one, they're like cats. So like you're gonna have like three or four. <laughs> but. <laughs> but you have to stick tight to your budget. Cause I think that's the hard part. Cause you know, I get stars in my eyes and every once in a while I'm like, oh, I must have X game. And then I'm like, okay, I do the math. I'm like, no, like either it's like somebody wants way too much. Cause I think that's the hardest part. It's almost like selling a car, you know, somebody wants all the money they put into it. And then I'm like, yeah, you put all this money into it and it's beautiful, but that's not what it's worth here on the market right now. I'm like, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's, you, it's like you want to be fair to them and tend them to yourself because it's like you don't want to overpay for something as well. I mean, you. I'm in pinball because I love it. It's not I don't consider it an investment. But at the same time, I don't want to, you know, be taken to the cleaners on buying a game, which is always a, a challenge. Yeah. Nobody wants that. Yeah. So but I think <clears throat> World Cup soccer is an obtainable goal for like three thousand. You could probably find one that it's not going to be perfect, but I think that's, that's yeah. a totally attainable goal.
2: No, it it doesn't need to be perfect. It just it just needs to play well. That's that's it, and uh, that's that's a game that I love, and that's one that I know will hold my attention for a long time. And it's 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 just so much fun. Doggy soccer is so much fun. <laughs> Doggy <laughs> soccer
1: is the best. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah, gosh. I was actually cleaning out my basement uh, this morning and finding all sorts of action figures and I found two strikers like the no. the, the, the soccer dog so now he is prominently displayed in my office <laughs> <gasps> excellent nice. oh,
1: that's so great I love it yeah I love it Oh, my goodness. Well, you guys, um, so I want to say uh, congratulations because um, you're the first Bells chapter I've actually had on the show. Um, and I it means a lot to me since I'm a Bell and you're my fellow Bells. And I know that he, it was rough because I really thought about the Twippies. I was like, I'm going to lose to the New England Pinball League. I am going to lose to them big time because they're so big. Uh, when I saw the list of nominees, I'm like, I'm either going to lose to them or DFW. I'm like, cause I knew how big both those leagues were. And, and the fact that we won, I know um, that a lot of bells out there voted, you know, for us. So um, I want to say thank you. And, and I, and I am totally serious. Um, Jeff's mailing me the trophy. I'm going to figure out a way to get it to all the chapters or as many chapters as I can. So you guys nice. can take a picture with it. Cause like, to oh, me, it's like, oh, it's a win for that? all the chapters. It's not just a win. Like it's a win for us. Like, yes, we want it, but I'm like, I'm not, I'm aware enough to realize I'm like okay, this was a everybody's voting for the bells, like but bells as a whole, not necessarily bells San Antonio, just by themselves. But um, but yeah, I'd love to send it to you guys and and have you guys take pictures with it and stuff. And and I, I was like, it's kind of like the the Stanley Cup, <laughs> so, uh, send it around, have uh, people take it's pictures. It's exciting.
3: With it we it was so, very so
1: exciting to see
3: that you guys won that. That was really exciting. Yeah. Um, I, and you've done a lot to, for the exposure of the Bells group. And I think that that's really exciting to see our, our organization as a whole continue to grow and chapters popping up all the time. It's awesome. It's just so cool.
1: Thank you. I, I appreciate that. But, you know, for me, I, you know, again, one, a win for one bell is a win for all bells. And, um, I just, I love the fact that every time I turn around, there's like a new Bells chapter, you know, um, there's so many now you know I knew there was just a handful even when we started a year and a half ago um, you know there was us and Houston for here in the state of Texas and then now we have Dallas is formed and also Austin has formed so and you know to see ones in Phoenix and Albuquerque and um, you know, Idaho, California, of course, where they started, but you know, there's even more chapters mm-hmm. popping up there. Um, do you guys, I mean, you guys serve, so how, what, what would be the furthest bell for you? Like, I know you guys are mm. the Boston bells, but I mean, new England's kind of compact, you know, I always think of Texas it like takes eight to 10 hours to cross. So um, yeah, sure. do you have bells from like, I know there's the new Haven bells in Connecticut, but do you guys have, yep. is it mostly Massachusetts bells in the Boston chapter?
3: Mostly. Um, There are bells in Portland, Maine, as well. Um, And I think players um, from New Hampshire will sometimes attend ours. We've had um, Connecticut and um, Rhode Island members um, come to our events as well. So, I mean, it's open to everybody. I think that's one of the nice things about doing the format where it's a, a singular tournament True. each time. Um, all of us can't find that we can't really commit to this like every week or every even other week type of format. Um, so we don't get to meet as often and it really is just that one time a month. But that does, I think, include people from from a little bit further away Although now that New Haven's got a spot and Rhode Island has a spot, at, or at least, you know, when um, Flipside um, was still open, they were playing there on the regular. Um, I don't we don't see a lot of people come from like Western Massachusetts. I'd be curious to see if there are people who would like to play from the Western part of the state. And that's where we could conceivably expand a little bit and maybe have another Massachusetts chapter, but where we're still on average, only 12 players and 20 on average total players. um, We're not quite there yet. So we're still growing.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think it's just amazing what you guys do. Side note listeners, they have the coolest shirts Ever like I love the the logo and the shirts because I know I I have mine, um. But it's such a fun shirt that you guys have, and I'm all about collecting like ladies' leagues, just pinball shirts in general. But um, in particular, like ladies' league shirts. Um, where did you guys come up with that idea?
0: That's actually one of our players is the artist for the logo. Uh, Steph, is it Vicello I can never pronounce her name. Is that right?
3: It's Sharon. It's uh, Stephanie Vicello, Yeah.
0: Cello. Yeah, she's amazing. So she's done our logos and a ton of our flyers. Uh She did the poster for our fantastic tournaments. And I think it's still working on that. If fingers crossed, we get to have it. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, that was our other so. big like talk about the the draw from all over New England we hosted the women's tournament at fantastic last year and I think we had we capped it at 46 and it filled and we turned a couple people away and we're hoping it'll be even bigger um next year and that had a ton of New England but I think also people from North Carolina and West Virginia and there was some travel so it was great to get to play with people we knew and new people
1: Are you talking about, is that the one with the octopus hands, the one from the tournament? Is that the one I'm thinking about? That was the the octopus was actually Emily from
0: Connecticut did that because that was the whole French art controversy. Yeah. Yeah, Um,
1: And that's what I remembered from from that. I was like, is that the octopus shirt? Um, but Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, I know. That I remember. But I didn't realize she also did the women's art for the, the Pentastic Tournament. I'll have to, I'll, listeners, I'll put a link in, uh, for that artwork as well. But I'll also put a link for the, the Boston, official Boston Bell shirt. Um, it's so cute. I love it. It's like Rosie the Riveter kind of stylized. It's It's super cute. Um, I love it so. Um, if if you guys, I don't know if you guys are still selling them, but I'll be glad to put a link in the show notes. But they're super. That'd be great. great. Yeah,
3: there's it's a Teespring site, and you can uh, still order those. Yep.
1: Yeah, they're super cute. I got mine in like I think like the uh, olive or army green. It's it's cute. Um, That's what I have too. Love it. Love that color. Uh, Yeah, no, it's a really cute color. Um, but yeah, no. I just, I love everything you guys are doing. Um, This has been super duper fun. And since you guys are new to the show and you've never been on, um, would you guys like to play inside the pinball arcade? Um, This is the questionnaire that we do at the end of the show where we find out more about you and your pinball mind for those of you who listened before. Sure. That sounds awesome. Sure. Okay, you're going to love it, I promise, I promise. All right. So so we'll, um, I'm going to ask the question, and then I'll kind of go around and ask you guys for an answer. So question number one, what game do you love? And we'll start with you, Erin. Well,
0: Doctor Who was the first one I bought, so that one always has a special place. But as far as my favorite, uh, that's always a tough one. Yeah, it depends
2: on the day. I guess I'll go with Doctor Who for now. <laughs> All right, Allison. Oh, theater of magic! It's that's the mm-hmm. game that really got me hooked. I I felt like it was so easy to learn and so much fun to play, and I still I go back to it anytime I find it in an arcade.
1: Oh, I love that! That one's so much fun. That that's always a good one. I love that. Uh, Sharon, what would be your uh, pin? You love. Um. So
3: I, I'm, I'm going to, uh, give you two answers. One is attack from Mars because it is the game that got me hooked along with medieval madness, but attack from Mars still holds my love and interest to this day. Um, but I, we have a game at home, um, abracadabra and that Mm -hmm. is just the game that I will always go back to here in the house. I never would have thought, but the artwork is so spectacular um, the colors is, and play field art and the gameplay is just, you can't beat it.
1: Is that the Gottlieb Wedgehead that I'm thinking about? Is that the abracadabra?
3: It is. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. I'll put a link in the show notes, you guys. That is a fun game. It's, yeah, it's simple. It's a
3: very simple game. It's just, I, but I love that about it. I love, I don't have to worry so much about the long strategy and just, right. you know, it's more about just, doing what you're supposed to do getting it done and doing it well
1: yeah it's so hard because it's like with games like you know jurassic park is a perfect example The, the code is so deep and the game is so long lord of the rings and you appreciate that as an owner, but at the same time, sometimes I just want to play. Like I don't mm. want to have to do like okay, I need to like set up this, this, and this, and do this, and go get that or whatever. I just want to play. I just want to hit the ball and have it hit stuff and get some points. And <laughs> hit I, just, the stuff. I mean, yeah. hit the stuff, get some points. Um, and, and I I love games like that. That's one of the things I like about Cleopatra. It's like okay, I hit the lanes and the targets, and you know, hit my you know. Bumpers, things like that, and I was like, okay, that's. I, I mean, it's just simple objectives, but it's just I can play that for hours. And people are always like surprise, like at how much I love like EMs. I'm like, because the, you know, the the rules are easy to understand, and I can kind of figure it out, and I don't need to worry about game strategy too much. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that. All right. Question number two. What game do you hate? And we'll go to you, Erin.
0: I hate stern kiss i hate that game i don't even the the band is fine but i hate that game
1: what is it that you hate about it is it that it took you down in a tournament or you just not a fan of the layout or whatever
0: it's just like center drains all day i never get to play Mm -hmm. it
1: very true
2: very true all right allison what game do you hate oh i hate saying this but black knight sort of rage i want to like it but i hate it the the shots are they're just so short down the play field and it's just it's so cruel to me and i got pulled on it every single week at league this past season and i just did not play it well so that's that's the last game you will find me on um which sucks because it's such a cool game (laughs) the music, the effects, everything. Like I've got a lot of respect for it, but I do not enjoy playing it.
1: No, I can I can understand that. I there I like it, like it's grown on me a bit, but it's still not my favorite. Like I just there are things about it I really like and but there're things like the the soundtrack and the call outs and I love the toy. Like to me the the Flail is like one of my favorite toys that I've seen. Um, but overall, it's still not my favorite, you know, I, I do like it, but it's not my favorite. So uh,
2: there are a lot of people
1: that like love the Black Knight series. I know.
2: know. And it's like the original Black Knight game. I love, um, whenever I can, you know, there was, I think there was a place up in New Hampshire that had that a while back. Um, but yeah, the newest one, the Silver Age, I just, I, I can't do it. I can't, I understand how to play it. I just can't. It takes a lot of patience to play that
3: game. It really does. does. Yeah. Yeah. I'm right there with you. Um, But a game I don't like is Tales from the Crypt.
1: Oh, wow. What is it about it that you don't like?
3: Um, It's the annoying soundtrack that for some reason is always set louder than (laughs) any other game in the room. (laughs) Yeah, there it is. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. That's it. (laughs)
1: Yeah, the Crypt Keeper. I mean, I will totally admit that the Crypt Keeper is super annoying. I put it right up there with the uh, shrill scream from Ghostbusters. Um, oh. I Yeah, I, it's a, it, I like the game. I, I think I like it because I do pretty well at it. I, mm. I. But at the same time, it's like that soundtrack. If I could just turn that down, it would be fine.
3: So, exactly.
1: <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, I I can totally stand behind that one. All right. Question number three. What is your favorite pinball sound? This can be soundtrack. This can be the sound that a mech makes or a call out. Erin. (laughs)
0: Oh, I keep having to go first. I'm like, I'm not prepared. I'll I'll, I'll change it up for you (laughs) next time. I promise. My favorite sound. Um, I like a lot of the medieval madness call outs. And for some reason, Merlin mm. is always in my head. I, I don't know. I I like the the. It's not tragic. You've got Merlin's magic or trolls.
3: <laughs> Classic. Uh,
2: Allison, um, I I love that um the stern uh replay sound that little pop
1: when oh, you yeah. hit a Oh yeah, nice.
2: yeah. I, I love that noise. And uh, but for for a call out um. Oh, goodness. Uh, when the Martian, when you get the second wave of Martians Martian. and uh, attack from Mars and they go, you again. I just love that. <laughs> because I, like, I really feel like I did something. Awesome. And Sharon?
3: <clears throat> so there's two games at home that um, I initially fought because I thought these these the themes are so dark. They're so sinister. Um, one of them is Sorcerer. Um, and that game has this great sound when you um when you plunge the ball that i I can't possibly imitate, but it's kind of like like a space sound, and you can um you you know, if you don't plunge the ball into play, um, you can keep making that sound. Uh, my husband mm-hmm. really likes it. he will do that from time to time mm-hmm. um, and just you know stand there and soft plunge repeatedly to hear this sound. Um, I do, I dig that sound and then I dig the call outs from both of those games. Um, they're both so mean. Like, um, Centaur 2 is the other game. And sometimes I confuse the call outs on the two because they both just insult you. Like, bad move, human. And I, <laughs> at one point, it said, not cool, human. I think, um, I think that was on Santa. <laughs> Not cool.
1: <clears throat> I love that. I love it. All right. We'll change it up for you, Erin. I promise. Question number four. What is your favorite pinball art package? This can be backlash, playfield art, or um, cabinet art, or a mixture of the three.
2: And we'll start with you, Allison. Oh, goodness. Um. All right. I'm Probably going to have to say the back glass to um, Creature from Black Lagoon. I Just oh. that classic Creature look to it. I, I love it. I love that game. And um, when you can find the uh, the machines that have the um, the purple braces and legs on them, I just think that looks oh, so yeah. slick on that machine.
1: Yeah, those are super fun. Nice choice. Uh, Sharon, what is your uh, favorite pinball art package? <clears throat>
3: so. Um, Again, an older game that's in the collection at home. Um, We have a Yukon special, which has artwork by Christian Marsh. Um, And it has some of the most out there color combinations and artwork ever. And I especially love them because the um, all of it as a package, because the back glass coordinates so well with the play field. Um, sometimes they just don't they don't feel like they're by the same artist or drawn at the same time. Um and I as somebody who um studied art in school, I'm super in tune with that kind of thing. And so if the backglass art doesn't jive with the play field art, it really rubs me the wrong way. So this particular game, um, it's like a camping scene with your your frontiersman, he's um He's cooking bacon and eggs in a skillet over a, a fire. Um, but he has like mama and baby bear coming from behind because they're smelling the delicious bacon. Um, and the artwork of the lumberjack and the bears and there's horses. There's like just so much going on. Um, and it's turquoise and pink. It, it's just wild. And it's, I am it's so the best interested. game to look at. You got to check it out. You really do. I'm it's, going
1: to uh, listeners. I will put a link in the show notes for that one.
3: And it's specifically Yukon special. There were earlier versions that will look a little bit different.
1: Yeah, no, we, we'll put a link in the show notes, but I'll definitely look that one up after we're off the call. So that's awesome. Yay! All right, now back to you, Erin. Favorite artifact. All right. Yeah.
0: So it's kind of think like I love zombie yeti stuff, but I think I still I'll go back right back to medieval madness. Um, because just like Yelsey's art on that backlash, like I've had the game for five years and I'm still like finding new jokes in all the stuff that's in there. <laughs> I just, it's so much fun. I love that. <laughs>
1: yeah no that's a great art package and there's just so much going on it's it's really neat it's that that's one of those games that's just really like complete as like an entire unit there's so much you know with all the things that are involved but the artwork's amazing so nice choice ladies nice choices all right next question and we we've talked about this a little bit as we go through the show Um, and we'll start with you Sharon it, either um you own it or you aspire to, to own it what is your grail pin this is a pinball machine that you covet and that you want that is in existence out there in the wild mm. um, that you want to bring to your home as part of your home collection.
3: That would be Tron.
1: Oh, nice. Do you own it? Nice. Or is that like one no. that you want to get?
3: Don't okay. don't own it. Want it. Top of the list.
1: I really enjoy Tron and it's a beautiful looking game too. So It's, mm. it,
3: it's just so pretty and I miss it, it so much. much.
1: Did you own it at one time?
3: No, so it, um, we had um, our friends at Pinball Over Boston, who um, housed the games at um, two of the places we play at, A4cade, uh, Arcade, and Flat Top Johnny's. Um, and it was at A4cade for a long time, um, and it, it was sold and replaced by another amazing game. But um, I'm just going to miss it forever until it returns. Yeah.
1: hopefully it'll come back soon and hopefully maybe you can make it a part of your uh, permanent collection one day yes thank you <laughs> all right uh allison what would be your grail pin i mean i guess you know you've talked about theater of magic and, and other pins but what is the yeah. number one?
2: Oh yeah it's it's i've got a the three-way is is theater creature and then um scared stiff i i haven't even uh, really mentioned that in our discussion at all today, but goodness, I just love that game. Um, It's a great one. Yeah. I love that. I love that. All right, Aaron, uh what would be
1: your uh, grail pin?
0: Mine is actually building on that too. I love scared stiff. I refuse to pay for what uh <laughs> what it goes for, but I love that game. And I'd really liked having the Elvira trilogy. Like I love all three of those games. I I may get the new one. I'll I'll have to see. We we have one more spot left in my basement, so <laughs> we we keep trying to decide what can fit. <laughs>
1: Yeah, House of Horrors, that, that is growing on me. When I first played it, I was kind of like, eh, I don't know. But the more time I get on it, it's so much fun. And uh, the call-outs and just the the stuff they filmed with Elvira herself was just so much fun. Um, and I think the more that they develop that code, it'll get even better.
0: Yeah, like I haven't been able, I played it a couple of times, but it was really loud in there. So I couldn't hear the call-outs, which was the best part. So I'm like dying to play it where I can actually hear everything that's going on.
1: Yeah, no. I got an opportunity when I played with the Richmond Bells. Um, it was at somebody's home and, and she owned it. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And like so you, you could finally hear all the call outs because the, the first time I played it, I was at the Houston Arcade Expo and it was fun, but I couldn't hear anything over everything else going on. So um, but yeah, no, that's a super fun one. Nice choices, ladies. Nice choices. All right. Next question. Who would you? Um, oh, oh, that's a, I, I skipped one. Um, what? uh expo convention or event do you like to play in or attend the most we are excluding pinberg because that's usually everybody's number one answer so besides pinberg what is your favorite expo convention event to play in or attend and we'll start with you sharon
3: <clears throat> so whipped has been amazing the last two years that i've had a chance to um participate in on both occasions. Um, Biggest women's tournament to date and rubbing shoulders with such amazing female competitors from around the world um, is just an unparalleled experience.
1: And we've talked about WIPT several times on the show's listeners. But for those of you who are new, uh, WIPT is the Women's International Pinball Tournament. It takes place... At ReplayFX, um, alongside Pinberg, it's usually um, the final day, um, but it is like the largest open women's tournament in the world. Uh, Kate Martin and Jessica DiNardo, um, they, they help um, run that. Kate's kind of the driving force behind Whipped, um, but it is an amazing event. And hopefully, fingers crossed, the replay will, will go on, so will Pinberg and so will Whipped. So nice choice, Sharon. I love that one. All right, Allison. Next question. What is your favorite event?
2: Um, well, I'm I'm still fairly new to this, so I I can only speak for the one that I've been to, which was fantastic. and um, I had had a wonderful time there. And the uh, Silver Bell Brawl that we we hosted for that last year um, was was awesome, and I, I played really well in it, um, and just the the community and vibe and everything for for every, every step of that, that morning tournament was just, it stayed with me so, so much. So there we go. I got to give that as my, my favorite. Um, I'd, I'd be surprised if something replaced that as my favorite, honestly, because it made such a, had such a favorable impression on me.
1: Well, you always mm, got to go love. for I love that. Oh, I love <laughs> it. Um, but no, I hear such amazing things about Pintastic. And I know that they're moving locations this year as well. Um, but I, I, everybody I've talked to has taught, like, that's one of the top events that they love to attend, and definitely one of the top events in the New England Eastern, you know, US area. So, nice choice. I love that. All right, Erin, what is your favorite event to attend in? I would, al-
0: in? I would also stay local and go with Pentastic. That's been a great show for both our awesome Bells tournament that these guys mentioned, but it's, we've got a ton of, New England folks, I not only help run the Bells tournament, but I'm a judge in the best in show for um, picking the different machines of the new era. So it's always a super busy time for me. And then the other thing that's great about it is just how accessible, like, all of the artists and designers and everyone else is at that show like we've done shots with Steve Ritchie and like everybody's so nice and it's this huge pinball community both the players and the industry and it's just really such a fun show I love it I
1: love that no that's great um yeah no I mean I, you know, I'm trying to get to more events and things. And of course we have like TPF, um, but I love like the Houston arcade expo. That would be the largest, um, arcade expo near me, um, that does pinball. And, uh, I love that show and it's, it's like, cause because it does have that hometown feeling for me because so many of us go, um, so for me, it's, it's kind of like, uh, you know, it's, it's, it warms my heart a little bit. So I love it. All great answers, ladies. All right. Next question. This is the one I was like skipping. I was like, oh, I forgot this one. Um, uh-huh. Whom would you like, and this the person can be living or deceased. It can be anybody in the world. Um, would you most like to play head um, to head? Who would you like to play, or who do you enjoy playing pinball with the most? And we'll start with you, Allison.
2: Oh my goodness, um, <laughs> I don't even know how to answer this question. That's a yeah, um, just like any famous person to play pinball with, or just anybody yeah. in general, or
1: it can be anybody. Um, somebody added, like, can we do deceased people? I'm like, okay, we'll open it up to them too. <laughs> so anybody in history, living or deceased. So right. It can be your best friend, or it can be Abraham Lincoln. So. <laughs>
2: you know what i'm i'm I'm, we're we're gonna we're gonna go dark and we're gonna bring somebody back from the dead for a good game of pinball and man alive would i love to hang out with tom petty so why not play some pinball with tom petty i don't i don't even know if he enjoyed the game or not but i mean he was just so cool so why wouldn't he at the very least you know he'd be good company so there we go that's final answer
1: Nice answer, I, And that was one of my biggest regrets that I never got to see him live. Cause he was on my list of like concerts I wanted to get to me too. Um, and I, I love, I'm a huge Tom Petty fan and I think he's so chill or he was so chill and just, uh, he seemed like just a really like cool person. Like I'm like, I want to hang out with him. Um, so, Oh, that's, I like that. Nobody said Tom Petty before. I like that one. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, Sharon, who would you lo- most like to play or who do you enjoy playing head to head with the most?
3: Well, off the cuff, because this is not a question I had an opportunity to prepare for. I've never really thought of this, but I think we've all seen Debbie Harry from Blondie and her pinball photo op. mm
1: -hmm. Yeah,
3: I would like to play Debbie Harry and find out, like, is it for real?
1: (laughs) I, I have that photo on the Backbox Facebook page. I think it's on the website, too. I love it. I'm a huge Me Debbie Harry fan um, Me
2: too, and,
1: and Blondie. So oh, I love that. Oh, these are all the good. I love it. <laughs> so great. And of course that is on my short list of like after um, Prince and Madonna, like right after that is Blondie. Like that, like I, as music She's pins go. They're up there. Yeah. Sh- yeah, um, yeah. Oh God. I love Blondie. Oh, nice choice. All right, Erin, who would you like to play most um, or who do you enjoy playing pinball with the most? I would say, like, right now, like any of you, I would just
0: like to get to play with all my friends and league people. Heart emoji. I I miss getting to play with everybody. Because that's not, like, I don't even, like, I'm not a hugely competitive pinball person. Like, I play in lots of competitions, but I'm doing it more to hang out with people. Like, I've, you know, I've sort of peaked and I'm not getting better. So it's just more fun. And I really miss getting to play with everybody.
3: I don't think that's true, Erin. I think you are getting better. I watched you on stream last week. I Not when I play in any competition am I any better. <laughs> you just have to pretend like you're at the arcade. I, I
0: played every day last year, and my IFPA number went down.
1: <laughs> I don't think that's you. I just think that's more people joining. <laughs> yeah, it's probably. Right. <laughs> No, um, no, I love that. Oh, that's so sweet. I love that. All right, Uh final question, ladies. Here it is. This is usually everybody's favorite. Um, what is your dream theme? This is a theme that has not been created by a pin- major pinball manufacturer, but that you would like to see come to life. And we will start with you, Allison.
2: Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Woo-hoo!
1: Yes, got it. She she she's been mentioned by a couple of people on the show. I think that would make an amazing theme. I don't know why they haven't done it. But what is it that you love about Buffy that you think would translate to pinball?
2: I, I think that each of the individual seasons would make for good modes um, because of that sort of like overarching villain for each one. And um, um you know i like i just the idea of a gentleman multiball uh is something that i've i've had toss you know bouncing around in my mind for for a bit i i they are like the creepiest creepiest villains on the show and i think that they're that would just play really well into a multiball um but the just where everything in pinball seems to be so dominated by the male gaze and you know we have somebody like Elvira who you know owns her sexuality and you don't really feel that same way when you're playing an Elvira table compared to some of the others um just be really nice to have a strong badass woman-driven table that that would play well and um you know would would look good too like you It's, I don't know. It's yeah. Cheers
1: to that. Cheers to that. Clinky clink clink, y'all. Yeah. Um, So no, for uh, that is one of the reasons I loved. I but but, (laughs) woohoo.
0: I have two glasses. One's water, but it works. Yeah. My
1: my wine glass is one of those like um, it's like rubber, like the ones that don't like kind of like, I don't know what it's called. Oh yeah. The wine is starting. The wine is starting to kick (laughs) in. Um. But no, I am a huge Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan listeners. You've heard me talk about Buffy on various episodes. Um, you know that I wrote a fan letter to David Boreanis that I'm still ashamed of. But um yeah, it was, <laughs> no. it was it was filled with all the things uh, yeah, no. Um Teenage Me was like very in love with uh Angel from the show. Um but but I think yeah. that I think that's an amazing thing. Like even like the characters could be modes, um, the seasons, I mean, they're each just so different. And oh my god, I love I love it. Love it. Love it. All right. Aaron, what is your dream theme?
0: I would go with Monkey Island. That's my all-time favorite video oh, game because I love so Pirates good. and Monkeys. And Pirates. we're actually thinking of, I have a Stern Pirates that we might actually try to retheme to Monkey Island because I hate Johnny Depp's call-outs.
1: <laughs> oh, that's great. I think that's a great
2: idea. Yeah, get some Guybrush 3 wood call-outs in there and be so much it'd be so It'd be amazing.
1: Yes.
0: <laughs>
2: Oh my God, that's so awesome. I love that. All right, Sharon,
1: what is your dream theme? So, I have always wished
3: for an Adventure Time Pinball Machine. Um, I feel like the artwork from that show um, would be the ultimate. I think it would lend itself to some really fun ones for different characters and episodes. Um, and I would just really like to see Jake and Finn on a play field it would be the best
1: oh my gosh i love that no ladies great ideas and i love the second vote for buffy um so well done well i thank you guys welcome and thank you so much for being here and i hope you guys had an amazing time at the uh uh backbox pinball podcast happy hour even though it's Sunday yeah. afternoon i, I encourage Sunday day drinking um y'all cuz i i've now finished half a bottle of wine and i'm like oh no so, <laughs> I, I might be editing pinball editing party this <laughs> but uh but no um honestly you guys um you know again we haven't met in real life but i feel like i know you and that you're my friends cuz i talk to you so much online um in our in our different bells chats and And um, I hope that COVID and all this is over soon and and that our paths can cross. Um, If folks want to find out more about Bells Boston, um, where can they go? We are a
3: Facebook group called Boston Bells and Chimes. We are also on Instagram as Boston Bells Pinball. So come check us out. Come visit us. Get
1: in on it. All right, you guys, you heard. You can follow them on the gram. You can follow them on Facebook. We'll put those links in the show notes as well. Um, but you guys, I wish you all the best. I hope you and your families um, are staying safe and that we get back to playing pinball very, very soon. Oh, thanks, thanks, you so you much. Thank, you. thank you so much. Thanks. This is great. Yay. All right, you guys, Um, we've got more uh, happy hours coming up this week. Um, As I said earlier um, in the last show, we've got Ottawa, we've got New Haven, Richmond, Babes in Pinland. I'm also talking to the ladies from the Bride of PPL. Um, so we've got lots and lots of groups coming on. So it's going to be super fun. I hope you guys um, are enjoying the the newish format that the show has taken. But um, I just want to hang out with my pinball friends um, because I miss all of them. And um, I hope you guys are enjoying it. Um, if you want more information about the show, you can visit the website backboxpinballpodcast.fireside.fm. Um, you can also, um, if you like what you're hearing, you can support us on Patreon and get yourself a handy dandy pin or a sticker and a sticker. Um, but again, you guys, if you have any comments or if there's a, a group of ladies that want to come on the show, email me at backboxpinballpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you guys again so much. Love you guys. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other and keep flipping. Thanks for listening to the Backbox Pinball Podcast.